Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to the Christian Weekly. I'm your host, Patrick Dorrance, and we are finally, finally on the last part of episode one. And that super exciting because now I can, now I can go on to other topics besides just the Bible. Now, even though the Bible is awesome, uh, we're going to be going on the new topics. Um, I will have a couple. Well, really, just like one announcement really at the end, but. Well, guess maybe two, but uh, save that for the end. So today, I'm going to be moving on to part three, the New Testament. And finally, we are going to talk more in depth about Jesus' role in the Bible. And, well, really his role in humanity as it is. So the New Testament is the second half of the Bible. All right. And this really shows us Jesus Christ's Jesus Christ, excuse me, I can't talk today. <laughs> Jesus Christ's early ministry on earth, which started around 30 to 33 AD. And if we remember, uh, AD means in the year of our Lord, that, you know, AD started when he was born. So he was born in 1 AD. So this is currently AD 2020. Just so if you didn't know. So, and really the New Testament, like I said, talks about Jesus and his ministry on earth. Um, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Galilee, Nazareth, that area of the world. And it also talks about early Christians and early Christianity. Um, and so, who wrote the New Testament? Well, it was essentially followers of Jesus, early, you know, the early Christians, um, apostles slash disciples. You know, the original 12, um, any other apostles that came on along the way, they're the ones who wrote it. And, you know, in a way, technically, God also wrote it because he was like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. So both God really wrote this through followers, essentially, if that makes sense. You might find a better explanation. Anyway, uh, this took, like I said, the, the Gospels. And Acts of the Apostles essentially took place really 30 to 33 AD, like I said, over, like I said, Jerusalem, you know, the Israel area, Middle East. Even though some of the New Testament, like in, uh, I believe it's Matthew. Matthew and I believe Mark, maybe, too. I don't I don't recall. Uh, does talk about the birth of Jesus and um, when he was younger, uh, when he, because we all know, you know, the story. When he was 12 year old, 12 years old, ran off into the temple. So 12 AD, 1 AD, 12 AD. And it, it goes through his life story up until 30 to 33 AD when he starts his ministry. Um, so uh, why do we need the New Testament? Because Jesus, that's why. Um, essentially, um, Testament can also mean covenant. So this is essentially the new covenant. So a lot of people ask, you know, how come Christians don't have to abide because technically as christians we don't have to abide by the sabbath since or um eating pork those two examples because jesus essentially came and fulfilled the law fulfilled scripture and everything so christians we don't have to follow old judaic law and so we can eat we can eat shellfish because i don't i didn't know if you know Jews are not allowed to eat it. Anyone who's Jewish cannot eat pork or shellfish. Um, 
So yeah, I didn't know if any of you knew that. I thought it was pretty interesting. But yeah, Jesus coming fulfilled scripture, and we that's why we don't abide by old law. We abide by new law, which really not a whole lot in the Old Testament you could really apply to modern Christianity. Um, except the Ten Commandments, Jesus, you know, told us to hold on to that. I think there might be another couple of things in there that I'm missing, but anyway. So I have it broken off into a couple sections, and I'm going to go over each one. Um, and the, the New Testament actually consists of 27 books, which, interesting fact about, fact about 14 of them I'll get to you in a sec. So we start off with this section I call the Gospels and Acts. I put Acts of the Apostles in with the Gospels, the Gospels because that picks up the story after uh, the resurrection. So we start off the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which all four of them were followers of Jesus. They were apostles. And something interesting about the four of them, um, only three of them are synoptic, which means it's a one view tells a similar story. So that would be Matthew, Mark, and Luke, because the story they tell are all very, 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 very closely related. Whereas you have the Gospel of John, where his he talks mostly about um, Jesus' identity as the Son of God, and more of that mystery. Um, the other three, essentially, they record facts. Uh, John essentially does not record facts. Then you have Acts of the Apostles, which uh, was actually written by Luke himself, but follows John. I'm not essentially sure. I haven't done a whole lot of reading in Acts myself, which you know, that's probably going to be my next Bible plan, is read through Acts of the Apostles. Um, picks up at the resurrection, and it was written consecutively with Luke's Gospel, which I thought was actually very interesting. Um, it's also the chronological history of first church. So essentially the early Christian church. And the Gospels, like I said, they were written by followers of Jesus. That's why we know, you know, obviously who he is, what he did. You know, we know all about him through these four men. So God bless him. Next we have the epistles, which epistle is also means a letter. And the epistles consist of 21 books, and they're letters written by church leaders to various church communities. So the first 14 books, the first 14 letters, those are written by Paul. Now, Paul originally went by the name of Saul of Tarsus, and he actually persecuted and killed many Christians. So when he was on the road to Damascus, uh, Jesus, you know, after the resurrection, came to him and said that he was chosen. Eventually, him being resulted in Paul being blind for a period of time. I don't know how long that period was until, you know, a follower of Jesus, whose name was Ananias. Now, Ananias was not one of the original 12. He came along later on, uh, actually baptized Paul, and that's how Paul became Paul, baptized Saul. Saul became Paul, and Paul wrote to the other the different churches. Um, and yes, he did write up almost, you know, a little over half of, well, actually, not a little bit over, about half the New Testament. Like I said, 14 of those letters were written by Paul. Like I said, uh, they were 
you know, by church leaders to various church communities. At least most of them were. Um, Paul was actually, a couple of facts about him. He was the first church theologian and was actually the first successful missionary. Because of all this stuff he would do, he'd go to people and essentially write, obviously, theology. Do theology. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just reading here. The uh, seven after Paul, seven, the other seven after Paul are called Catholic epistles. Now, no, that is not in reference to the Catholic Church. They're not exclusively Catholic Church. Okay? Catholic actually means universal. That's why the Catholic Church has its name, Universal Church. Which, yeah, it is. I'm, I might actually be the only church where you're going to understand what's going on no matter what. Like, I could go, like, I myself am Catholic. I don't essentially agree with a lot of their views. But if I were to go to a Catholic church, I'm in America. If I went to a Catholic church in Germany, I might not understand the language, but I'm knowing what's going on. Um, I don't know about the Mormon church. I mean, that's a pretty large church too, but anyway, I digress. So the seven epistles after Paul's are Catholic epistles because they are um, addressed to church as a whole. Um, so instead of different communities, like Paul wrote to, these ones were uh, written actually by the original apostles, at least a few of them, and, like I said, they were written to the church as a whole, not just these individual communities. So the other writers, so the other letters, are uh, James, brother of Jesus, uh, Peter. Now, I've heard there's. it was either, I am more on the side that it was, you know, Simon Peter, the first apostle who wrote first and second Peter. But I've heard also at a, my Bible study. There are claims that there was a, another Peter later on down the line who actually wrote these. I don't know if that's true or not. I I probably should have studied into that before this, so I apologize for that. And then you also have 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, which, yes, the Apostle John wrote three of those. And then you have Jude, not Judas Iscariot, different person. Because before that point in time, Judas hung himself after betraying Jesus. So... Um, let's see, what do I have next year? So here, the, uh, books in order, and I have them divided up into three different sections. So, you know, Gospels and Acts, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles. Second section, I have everything Paul wrote. First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, and Hebrews. So those are Paul's letters. And then the church leaders, uh, James, 1st Peter, 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Jude. And then the book of Revelation, that was also written by John. Probably the scariest book in the Bible, without a doubt, but it's important. So, with the books being out of the way, actually, I want to do want to touch on Revelation a little bit more. Uh, it's actually the only New Testament book of the apocalyptic genre. 
because it foretells the apocalypse, the end times. And yeah, it's that's basically it. Um, I found something saying that it describes a vision by a church leader in Asia Minor living under Roman persecution. I'm not really sure what that meant, but it, I just wrote it down out of curiosity. I don't remember where I read this. I think it was on CBN, Christian Broadcast Network. I should have written, I should have wrote it down. But anyway, I'm going to touch on the 12 apostles. Now these guys, you've heard the, you've heard go by apostles, disciples. Essentially, they are the same thing. There's really no difference. I, you know, there might be, I've heard about being called servants or followers. But essentially, they are the same thing. If you want to study that, call me out for me being wrong. Be my guest. <laughs> anyway, uh, these are the 12 apostles. I'll, you know, name the originals. And then I'm going to name off, you know, replacements and new apostles. Because some apostles did end up getting replaced. So the original 12 were starting off were uh, Simon, later named Peter, and Andrew. They were brothers. You have James and John, uh, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, who was a tax collector, Thomas, uh, James, son of Alphaeus, uh, Simon the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, the traitor. So we have replacements. Um, there was Matthias, who replaced Judas Iscariot. Uh, Paul, who was actually called the Apostle of the Gentiles, because of him going out and being a missionary. There is, uh, later on in there, there are some other ones' names. There's Barnabas, Timothy, um, Silas, Apollos, Andronicus, and Junia. And I didn't write it down, but I'm going to add Ananias to it, just because he's in there and he's a follower and he did baptize Paul in all fairness. So I'll put him in there even though I didn't have it written down. Um and then the deaths of the apostles. I don't know about every single one. Um there are death records for them all. I just couldn't find a whole bunch of information. Um I would I will go over what what I do know. Uh James, brother of John, was killed in Jerusalem of beheading by Romans. Of course, had to be Romans. <laughs> um, Judas Iscariot committed suicide after betraying Jesus, felt the guilt, hung himself. Um, Peter, who was actually crucified upside down by the Romans. Um, Matthew, I do know, was killed in Ethiopia. Uh, Thomas, I do believe, was killed in India. I believe it was India. Um, then there's, I don't know about the other ones. John, I've heard two things. I've heard he was boiled, and I also heard he was poisoned. But either way, he was the only survivor. There's no death record of it. So that is how John went on to be the author of Revelation. He was the only one who survived it. Which, obviously, I don't believe in coincidence. I don't think there was a coincidence at all. So, have that. So, um, I am actually 
done with everything, and I still have about a couple minutes I can use up. So, uh, sorry for that was short right there. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna go on, just kind of talk about what's gonna be going on next. Um, I wanted to throw in kind of a special little thing, um, just because I feel it's important. If and you know, most of the users on here, most of my audience is from the U.S., and we all know that in literally a couple days we're going to be having the 2020 election. Now, I am not here to tell you who to vote for. I'm not going to tell you to vote for Trump. I'm not going to tell you to vote for Biden. I won't tell you to vote for Joe Jorgensen. I won't tell you to vote for Kanye, okay? So we all know how big of a joke the Kanye thing was. I don't even know what was going on there. But um, I have seen, and I know a lot of us have all seen, that people have let politics and party loyalty kind of take control. Um, I personally have had that problem before. And it really is sad because we've all gone from treating each other like Americans to treating each other based on political ideology. You know, it's gone from like, oh, hey, neighbors, or like, oh, you dirty liberal, or, or you know, oh, you Republican scumbag, or, you know, stuff like that. You know, I have, my friend group, I have a, I do have a, a pretty good number of friends, and it's very divided. You know, I have a lot of friends who are conservative, I have a lot of friends who are liberal. And, you know, it, um, I have lost people who I was friends with over politics, I will be honest, I personally am voting for Trump. Um, not because I think he's you know, all that in a bag of chips. Obviously, the man has his flaws. Everyone does. Uh, I am voting for him because um, one, I don't think Joe Jorgensen really has a chance. I personally was going to vote for him, and then I'm like, you know what? We really do need kind of Trump for a little bit longer. Um, I honestly really was kind of hoping we would have had someone better, but hell, so many people like the guy, so um, and that, and personally myself, like I said, I'm not trying to influence how you're going to vote or anything. You know, it's your choice. Um, I, I do, I don't think Joe Biden's mentally capable of running the country. It is clear. And I know he has a stutter and I feel bad for him on that part, but I do know he does have some form of dementia going on there. Um, I mean, let's face it, he confused Donald Trump with George Bush a couple of days ago. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to insult the guy. I honestly feel bad for him. You know, he's, the way I see it, he's kind of being used by a lot of people. And honestly, I think he just needs to go home. I really do. Um, and I'm not even going to put in my views on, you know, the rioting and stuff like that. But I will say this, if you are going to stand for something, do it peacefully. Okay, a lot of people get on to me about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Now, I understand completely what the goal is, you know, equality. And, you know, yeah, we're all equal in God's eyes. We all need to be treated equally. We need to treat each other equally. You know, I support the idea. What I do not support and what I hope any Christian does not support is the recklessness and destruction that is being caused. Okay, I'm going to be honest. If 
you are calling yourself Christian and you're supporting, you know, the destruction and burning of cities by this group, you need to rethink what you're supporting. Okay? I, you really do. You know, I don't agree with every single thing Trump does. Quite frankly, I think the border wall is a terrible idea and a waste of money. Okay, you know, you know, this country was essentially built by immigrants. Okay, that, that's the fact of it. You know, God definitely had a hand in creating this country. This country was founded by pilgrims for the sole purpose of religious freedom. And, you know, people get mad being like, oh, well, you can't say it's a Christian country because, you know, freedom of religion. Like, yeah, I understand that, but technically the country was founded by Christians. So, I'm sorry, guys, that's just me. Um, you know, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at here is don't vote based on your opinion. Vote based on what God tells you. The sad thing is, when it comes to being a Christian, the truth is, our views are split on both sides. Half of our views lie with conservative beliefs, half of them lie with liberal beliefs. That's the, that's the truth of it. It really is. Um, and I, I do think God's going to guide us on this election. Um, but we all need to realize we're all human. Okay, regardless of skin color, gender, you know, it really doesn't matter who you are. Just treat your neighbor kindly, okay? And I'm just, I gotta say this, okay? To all my conservative friends out there, y'all need to chill out, okay? Stop treating every liberal voter you meet. Like, they are the scum of the earth, because a lot of them are really nice. I still have friends who vote liberal, and we we still get along. It's not an issue. Um, and to my liberal friends, you need you guys need to stop calling every conservative you meet a racist. Okay? Racist, the word racist or race, something, anything to do with racism, that has become the most abused word since March. Okay? You can't just call someone racist just because they disagree with you. Okay? I had uh, somebody actually call me a racist, a Nazi, and a white supremacist because of my opinion on the Kyle Rittenhouse incident. I'm not getting into that because that's just going to stir up problems. But, uh, there was that. And I actually had a friend of mine who, uh, we had gone through a lot. And I know that they had gone through some hard stuff with another person and me and my mom both tried to help him out best we could. And I, you know, I thought we would be friends for a really long time. And, you know, she has political, I should not have said what gender. I am sorry. I'm not giving a name though for respect of her beliefs and her identity, but, um, no, she told me one day on Facebook after a huge argument I had with somebody, which wasn't really even an argument. It was, I was trying to keep it a civil debate, but, um, no, she ended up telling me, I have lost all remaining respect for you because of your approval of murder. I, I'll just say that. And uh, 
never gave me a chance to really and I'm not I'm not I'm just summing it up, okay? And you know, blocked me before I could really even say anything. Um and I don't get hurt easily by things, but that did hurt. So I don't know if she, I, don't, I doubt she's even listening to this. I don't know, but if you know who I'm talking about, you'll you'll know. Um, but what I'm trying to get at here with that point is that don't let your political opinions dictate your friendship, okay? If you're going to ditch your friends just because they have a different opinion, you need to stop talking about politics, okay? I mean, it's an adult topic anyway. And most of the people who are causing problems can't even vote. So I'm not trying to sound judgmental or anything. I'm just saying we need to show love and support for one another regardless. And, you know, I've I've never been the best with that. No one has. And so with just with the election coming up, you know, try to treat everybody kindly. Don't. Excuse me. Sorry about that. You know, don't get angry or aggressive with people just because they believe something different than you. But most of all, if you're Christian, you know, study scriptures, pray about it. Okay? Yeah, like I said, our views, our beliefs lie on both sides of the political line. Okay? You know, something my uh, sixth grade teacher told me, I told my whole class, but I. I held on to it for a while. Um, she asked her grandmother when she was young, you know, are you voting for this party or that party? Something among those lines. And her grandmother told her, I don't vote for the party, I vote for the man. Okay, that's, you know, don't, I, party loyalty is dumb. Okay, if you're going to let a party or really anything to do with politics dictate, who you're going to be friends with, who you're going to be in a relationship with, anything like that, just ditch politics, okay? I just thought this was an important thing to bring up because I know there's been so much hate spewed around since Trump got into office four years ago, and I have a bad feeling it's just going to keep continuing. So, just keep in mind, be respectful, you know, God said, love your neighbor as yourself, pray for those who persecute you, you know, we have to start, li- we all have to start living our lives to get closer to God. That's, and you know, that's the great thing about being Christian. I say this a lot. One of the greatest things about God is that he forgives us no matter what. Our pasts don't dictate our future. As long as we repent, believe, and obey him. So, yeah. So, yeah, guys, um... Hope you all have a great night. Um, this episode I'm going to be putting out is going to be about, you know, loving your neighbor in uncertain times such as these. Um, it's going to be out on Saturday. I wanted to do it on like Wednesday, but that's the day after the election. I felt like I should probably put this out before, so I'm going to put it on Saturday because that's really the only time that's going to work. Um, I'll have it up probably around. I'm going to say four o'clock. I'll have it up around four. And I'll have some verses and stuff. And I'll just talk about it. How to love your neighbor. Okay? Because God didn't just 
tell us, you know, to love your Christian neighbor, you know, love your Muslim neighbor, your conservative neighbor, your liberal neighbor, your Muslim neighbor, I already said Muslim, your gay neighbor, your transgender neighbor. Neighbor is your neighbor. Doesn't matter. Alright, so there we have it. Like I said, episode 2 is going to be about loving your neighbor. It's going to be out on Saturday. Wednesday, I will pick back up, starting off with the Catholic and the Lutheran Church. That'll be episode 3. We'll finally start getting to those topics. So, hope you guys have a great night. And again, I apologize about this being so short and everything and me just rambling on for, you know, over 5 minutes about politics, but Hey, I think it had to be said. So I hope you guys have a great night. Thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, I will have all the stations that this is aired on linked in the description. Well, not linked. I'll have it said. It takes too long to link it all. But, you know, just search out the Christian Weekly. I'll have all those in there. Official Instagram and email will be in there, too. Hope you guys have a great night. And God bless.